Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Hello, hello. Welcome to Why Not Me, turning trials into triumphs, seeking and embracing success. This is your host, Coach Todd Halls. I am so grateful to be here today and listeners grateful for you tuning in. Excited for you to meet our guest today. Today with us, we have Jeremy Torresk. He is a dad, a husband, a business owner, an entrepreneur, a coach, a podcaster, and so much more that we're going to let him fill some of it in. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Yeah, great to be on live with you. Done my show before. We've kicked around a little bit locally here, so it's nice to talk to somebody who's right here in each other's backyard for support. It, it is nice. It was nice when we when we recorded for your show that to be able to come to the studio, be face-to-face. Uh, this is great. I, I like being the virtual option, but it, it was nice to be in studio yes, with you. What uh, what compelled you to to start a show, to be a podcaster? You know, it's all about strategic uh, placement of your brand and getting your message out there, building relationships. Those are the main components of a podcast. Uh, making money is probably last for me, but, uh, you know, the relationship building, but I produce podcasts. So a lot of those folks want to make money and you could definitely do that with a podcast, many ways to do that. But for me, it's, it's branding relationship building. Uh, probably, I don't know which order those are in, but, uh, probably top two anyway. <laughs> huh. You know, I'm, that, that would be brand first to relationship first my inclination is relationships they're not, but they, they're not really exclusive you know they're, they're, no. they're really not unexclusive they go together <laughs> so so with that tell us about the brand you're building well you know it's funny because it's plenty of coaches the brand and um I, I just got the shirts friday and i'm all happy and i got five of them and i spent 200 bucks on them only to pretty much be sure i'm changing the name of the company <laughs> over the next few weeks <laughs> to coaching done better. And that's just because you know how life is. You, you go through, you put all the signs out there, you put, you get out there in the universe. Uh, about three months ago, I, I dreamt this, this company up. So when you, when, when you travel as fast as I do, and a lot of people don't do that, some people take six, eight months a year to kind of ferret everything out. I just don't, I dreamt it three months ago, about a month ago, I launched it. Uh, within two or three weeks, I met somebody incredible who had some very, very similar, uh, compelling sister products that we would be very uh, good in business together. We're at the same starting point of our businesses. So probably, you know, just pulled the trigger a little too fast, but I'll never regret that. Never regret what we did. Never, never regret what we should have done. I should say, always regret what you did. And um, so, you know, it's early enough to change the name. It, now is the time to do it. So we're changing the name to Coaching Done Better to counter 
or to, to be more congruent with the other products that we have, the other done better suite of products that we're going to be able to offer together and get a little bit more credibility because of the namesake. But uh, yeah, basically it's a coaching platform though. It's uh, your coach, I'm a coach, but it's, it's a place that we can actually uh, be found. So I'm actually building the platform for coaches. Fantastic. And like a couple things there, we can come back to the platform. Uh, I'll remember that because I can see the awesome logo. But um, you talk about, you know, maybe you jumped a little too fast. And what came to mind is the whole, you know, ready, fire, aim, or in this case, maybe fire, ready, aim. Um, have you always, is, has that always been your MO or is it something you've developed? My last name is spelt to risk, <laughs> literally. So it's, uh, I'm a risk taker. My blood type is be positive. So don't worry, it's going to work out. And typically, even if it fails, even if it's a fiery, ugly, dirty crash, something's good to come out of the Phoenix, right? Come out of the ashes of it. And that's just the way it's been. So I'm not one to sit around. Um, if it's, if it's, if it feels right, if it feels like it serves a purpose, if it serves others, if it puts me in a, a serving uh, position, why wait? I just don't see the, the notion of sitting here and planning and paralysis by analysis. Let's get it out there. The right partners will come out. If we have to change it, we change it. So yeah, I've always been that way. Um, as long as I can remember. Yeah. So that also, and I think you can, you can be, well, we're, a fast start if you know is what i think colby the colby index would call you i think you can be a fast start and and also be analytical maybe not i'll i'll i love your opinion but do you typically look at the facts when you're making these fast decisions and deciding to go for something or is it purely by gut no it's both i do uh deep dives but i don't i, I work i'm workaholic so i'm a 14 15 hour a day person seven days a week so even if it's two weeks for me, it's probably two months for some other folks. Um, I, I, I put a lot of time. I've got a lot of contacts built up and I reach out and, and ask people and, and, and ask their opinions. I don't do it publicly. That's a mistake a lot of people make, you know, put it on Facebook. Hey, here's a poll. What should I name my company? That's, that's a little too bland and too broad. You don't want a bunch of advice on that. But there are certain people that I trust in, in my different compartments of my worlds. And I will go to the folks that have been there, done it before and say, these are some options. What, what do you think? And get some feedback from them. But then I'm, I'm securing the website. I'm making sure that the corporate's available. I'm looking at the Google analytics on, on um, metadata and, and, and tag keywords and how they, how they uh, rate and all that kind of stuff. And once, it's, once that all lines up, I did something for my son today. Is he wants to do pressure cleaning and he was going to call it pure clean. I'm like, dude, you're all, that's not good. So we did that. We went to Sunbiz, we went to Google, Google Analytics, we went to uh, GoDaddy, and we figured out Southern Florida pressure washing, because pressure cleaning didn't rate wood, but pressure washing did, and we're in South Florida, but that was taken, but Southern Florida was available. Bing, bang, boom. We got a great name, right? Then you go to GPT, and you put in, give me great slogans, and out of 10 of them, we got to mismatch a couple of them, and now he's got a nice little slogan going. He'll go to Upwork, he'll get a logo, bam, Canva, that crap, and we're done. We're off to races. You know, he'll be in business in a week from now. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, yeah, that's moving that's, fast. Yeah, that's, that's the formula. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. So how did you, so how did you get here? Give it, give it kind of, yeah, give us the journey. <laughs> like you, you, you launched this company three months ago. You, you're, 
you do podcasts, help podcasts, but more, you didn't just arrive here at, at 50. Yeah. No. So uh, put your seatbelts on. This is your warning. Okay. Seatbelt. You, when you watch this show, you can rent the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge. Okay. So when I was uh, 20 years old or really 16, I was homeless and I had a, a horrific childhood. So from 16 to 20, I was homeless, bad, negative thoughts, um, dark thoughts, bad family uh, upbringing. So when I had a, a change of mindset, an epiphany, a, a total 100% mindset shift at 20 years old, I've always been from that point on, upwards, onwards, bring the bad times on. Nothing could hurt me as bad as I was hurt before then. And that's really been the case from 20 to today. I spent 30 years from 20 to 50 in the telco communication construction industry. I was a, I was a cable guy. And then I kind of morphed into a fiber optic construction guy, but for cable companies, uh, AT&T, T-Mobile, Facebook towards the end of my career. Um, and I really did everything in, in that organization from digging ditches, starting up in the ground and working my way up to management and then sea uh, level stuff. So I've done it all up to and including having my own businesses failing and succeeding enough to sell. So I've done everything in the business world, work for corporate 500 been my own contractor, worked for other contractors, brought companies from $2 million to $60 million in yearly revenue for over 10 years. So I did almost a billion dollars in a 10-year stretch. My last 10 years was an equity owner, and we sold for $35 million. So at 50, I became a millionaire on paper and in cash. So before then, I was on paper a millionaire, made a million dollars. But when I turned 50, I had $3 million sitting in the bank. And that's when I said, I'm done with this industry. I'm done traveling 50 weeks a year you know, for 10 years straight. And I'm done helping other people become multi, multi, multi-millionaires. Let's go ahead and help small business owners do that. But then I can maybe keep my own money. And that's how I became a professional speaker. Uh, speaking about businesses around, uh, around the country, wrote a book about my childhood and how the lessons I learned from failing in business and how I, what I learned from corporate, what I learned from working for contractors and myself. And uh, really, I just speak on that. I speak on the elements of business, on making your mind up fast, having supernatural mindset versus a natural victim mentality mindset, and how that affects your family, your life, and your business. So we call it mind, body, business uh, mindset. And uh, after about a year and a half or two years of trying to make that grind, I, man, I said, There's, it's so hard. It costs a lot of money. And so why can't I help coaches, other coaches, and not, not just business coaches, but life coaches and, and breathing coaches and meditation coaches, uh, why can't I help them find clients and why can't I help clients find coaches in a way that's unique using video? Because as you see, I'm in a bit of a recording studio. I've done a lot with video, fell in love with it as a, as a little hobby. And uh, I, I read just use that as a catalyst to create this platform to introduce members or people who want coaching to coaches in a way that's unique and different. That's not been done yet that I've seen. Uh, and that's kind of where I took all that those lessons and I apply it here. Super cool. That's a lot. It's a whole lot. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> the reader's digest version. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, if, if I knew that you wrote a book, Somehow I'd forgotten. What's tell, tell us about the book. Sure. No, it's called Labor to Leadership. And it's my journey from pit digger to CEO. And it's just a lighthearted, very short book uh, on the troubles that I had growing up, 
uh, how I overcame a lot of adversity and the lessons that came from it and where I found the, the lessons. So that way, maybe they can help you if, if you're having situ- situational issues like I had. This is where I went to, to kind of solve it. Well, very cool. That sounds yeah. like an awesome book. It's right up into the, the sale. What didn't include the sale of the company and it doesn't have this whole journey. So really that's just half the story. And it doesn't have a lot of really heavy stuff that I dealt with in my childhood. It just eludes to some stuff. It doesn't have anything about the suicides of my brothers. And, you know, there's a lot of dark, dark stuff in there, but it talks a little bit about tough times and how I dealt with it, but it doesn't really get too, too graphic. That's the next book. Yeah. Well, I was just going to ask. So you see, just about half the story. When's when's part two coming out? Uh, when I make my second million or fiftieth million on plenty of coaches or coaching done better. When I sell that one, probably I'll I'll write the second half on how to do it. You know, because once I do it again, then it's now I have a pattern. All right, one time is a fluke. One time might have been some others that that made that happen, and it was because I was an equity partner. But this is mine. And now I've got a new partner that uh, we're going to be partnering up uh, again, making it official in the next couple of weeks and the name change is going to happen. But again, now the commonality is me in both companies. And when I sell that one for, you know, 50 million or whatever, then we'll have a, we'll have some grounds for some commonality and some, uh, some real evidence that this, this works. So that's about five years from now. Very cool. Very cool. So when you're, uh, you mentioned speaking, who, who are the groups you're speaking to? Who do you like to speak to? Who likes to hear from you? Well, I'm the president. I was the president, I should say, of Florida Speakers Association, and now I'm the treasurer. Now we just handed the gavel off. So every year that turns over. But uh, I became the president after just four months of speaking without being paid to speak a dime because their organization was about to fail. It was a 43-year-old organization. When I joined, they had 17 members, about eight active members. And uh, I started bringing all my video camera stuff to the meetings and filming it and, and incorporating a hybrid version because of COVID. And we grew that chapter to 53 members last year after they made me president because I started getting better speakers to come. Uh, and uh, we grew that to 53 members. We had literally $800 in the bank. I left this new president with $23,000 in the bank. So I grow organizations. That's just what I do. And so what I did for the companies before, what I did for Florida Speakers Association, what I've done for my son's own company. He's 22 years old. He's, he's going to make $800,000 revenue this year in landscaping at 22 years old in business three years. Um, that's the organizations I speak to. A, a lot of associations that have business owners who want to scale their business. And uh, that's what I typically speak with. But I, speaking is, is funny. You have to apply. You've got to get accepted. And then you're typically booked three to six months out. So that's a pipeline deal. So I spoke a bunch leading up, but all my efforts are going into plenty of coaches or, or coaching done better. So I haven't even applied. I'm not even speaking for the next year or so. I'm just going to build this organization, but I'm part of Florida Speakers. And so I do masterminds and I help aspiring speakers in order to find their way to speak as well. That is awesome. Yeah. I like mentoring. Yeah. So what... How has, well, we know the speaking industry changed dramatically in March of 2020. Um, and, and since then it's changed, I think it's changed maybe or is changing again. Um, what's the, what's that been like? Do you do, do you do live in person? Do you do virtual? Is it a hybrid? Like what's, I don't like hybrid. I don't like virtual. The, I'm too energetic for that. Uh, I like being on stage. I like the energy that I can give and receive from being on stage. You no, know, it changed all to all 
virtual in 2020 for about two years, and then it became a little bit of hybrid. What happened was the biggest change is that this, the aspiring speaker has a better chance now than ever before because a lot of the old cats just got out of it. They got burnt so badly they couldn't come back. They couldn't adjust to hybrid. They couldn't adjust that two years. They just they couldn't survive. And now that it's back, they've lost what they were, they had. They lost their connections. They lost the resources. They've lost their content. It's outdated. And they're just, were quite frankly, out of it. So there's never been a better time to be an aspiring speaker because there's so much out there. The void is bigger than it's been in many, many years, probably many decades. So given, just given demographics, aside from anything that's going on with uh, virtual in person, but just demographics, do you see that? Do you see that void closing anytime with all the baby boomers that are going to age out anyhow? What What do you see for this? You know, just for speaking in general over the next ten well, years. There's two, there's two parts of that. There's the part that where the older speakers are out of it now, or they were stuck in the old way, so they didn't like hybrid. And then the newer speakers, they're speaking to to a new. Uh, a new voice, right? We are in a weird place in America where our, our whole culture has shifted. So the newer people speak to that where the older people don't. Also, people have never been more hungrier to get out and back into public and back in live events. So there's a lot more events right now. As, again, as many as there's ever been in the history of these speaking events, all these people are putting on events because everyone's hungry for it. Look at the travel industry. I mean, it's every plane is packed. You can't go anywhere without getting, you know, booking three months out unless you're in the, you're, you're going to be in the middle seat because everyone's traveling right now. So live events are bigger than ever. The voice, they want to hear new things. People listen to things differently than they used to listen to. So the younger speakers or the new aspiring speaker has a bigger opportunity. You mentioned the cultural shift in the United States. Unpack that for us, please. So you got an old speaker that are set in their ways that use words in their event kits that are offensive, that are triggering, that they, and they just, they're not going to change. I'm not going to change for anyone. And that's the way I speak. And I use curse words when I speak and I use platitudes and I use epithets. Listen, that doesn't sell anymore. People are scared. You'll get canceled. I'm not saying you got to be so, you know, careful about every word you choose. However, you can't just be blind to the fact that people are triggered by words differently than they used to even five years ago. And so you've got a whole generation of speakers who refuse to believe that. And they think that's just how I am. I'm telling you, I've, I've seen a lot of it on stage where they're using curse words that before were fine, but now they're not. And, the, and they put it, the, the other videos, they show that and they're not getting hired. They're not getting, so it's just yeah. Now, stand-up comedian, if you do a lot of comedy and stuff, that's different. That's that's really the only place that you're allowed to do that stuff anymore, and that's a safe outlet. But if you're speaking to business people or speaking to, I speak to suicide prevention and awareness and stuff like that, yeah, even that, it's I use a punch them in the face kind of tactic about being straightforward. But the words that I use have to be different than before. I can't cuss. can't cuss on stage anymore, like, like you could before. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And so even... And, and the cussing, there's somebody I see. Is it Dan Pina? Does that sound right? Um, oh, my. Uh, that guy's a maniac. Yeah, but he's a billionaire. He's okay. He's a, he's a billionaire. Well, so we shrug it off. But at the same time, I can't, I don't know that I've sat through, like, he'll pop up on YouTube and I'm like, oh, that's an interesting headline. And I get into it a few minutes. Like, I just, I can't listen to it. It's like, 
But then just Oppenheimer's then he, flow. Then he, then he corrupts your whole YouTube feed, right? Everybody <laughs> likes them. I'm like, oh no, I don't want to. Like my niece comes over and they put on cartoons, and I go, oh no, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna have Dora the Explorer for the next two weeks. It's the same right. thing with somebody like Dan Pena. <laughs> I gotta watch it. Yeah. So, but it's interesting you mentioned the just the language because um, you know there's one thing that the the vulgarity of the cursing that's one thing, but even I was at a, a seminar a couple of weeks ago where um, talking about the fact that we have five generations in the workplace right now, and our generation we were interested in work life balance, right? That that was that was the phrase. Yep. And Gen Z is talking about life work balance and or, or, yeah, or integration where, you know, it's not balance. It's how do they work together? Because, you know, especially when you work from home, it becomes an integration right. because where it's, does it stop and ends? And it's, it's gray. So yeah, I can see both points of what you're saying and in the way that they think now. Um, yeah. It's true. It's very true. So who do you want to speak to? You know? That's, that's, you got to figure that out first. Yeah. Well, and, and even, and part of that journey may just be where can, where can you have the most impact? Love that word. You, you may, you, you may, you may love to speak to 70 year old retired school principals. Um, but if it, if there's no positive impact coming from that, is that the best spot for you to be in? Yeah. So that's, it depends on what you're doing it for. You know, I only yeah. speak for one thing. I speak for standing ovations and it's not an ego thing. It's an impact thing. If they don't stand at the end of my speech, I did not reach them. That's the only way that I, I judge my success of my speech. Did they stand? If they didn't stand, I didn't, I didn't touch them. And I don't care how much I got paid. I didn't earn it. I don't care if, if what I got paid, if they stood, I, they didn't pay me enough. So it's not about the money. It's about the impact. And there's only one judge of that. It's very, very simple. Did they stand at the end without you asking them? You can't be manipulative and <laughs> set that up either. So it doesn't count if you, as you wrap up, you say, <laughs> well, everybody, please stand up. <laughs> cannot do that right when you end with everyone standing, right? <laughs> or if you tell them uh, at the beginning, the only way that I judge myself is if you guys all stand at the end. So let's see how this goes. You know, that's right. not the play either. Yeah. Right. Understood. So we've been talking for a little over 20 minutes and one time so far you said, I love that word. And that was the word impact. Yeah. Impact is huge. I usually wear a key around my neck with the word impact on it. Uh, but with this shirt, these shirts, I haven't, I got, I just got these last Friday. So normally I wore a black t-shirt as kind of my MO and I, I had that key dangling out and it's got the word impact engraved because the key to impact is always something I'm trying to find no matter which situation I'm in. And the bigger part of that is when you impact people without knowing it, the way how you act in the street, in the grocery store, how you act in front of your family, in front of your children, in front of your friends, employees, uh, showing up on time, leaving on time, uh, the way you dress and speak, those things have more impact than you even realize. But I also try to make a cognizant effort to have a real impact by reaching out to somebody, writing a letter to them, putting it in the mail or you know, just something like that. So that that's for me, I have impact. I try to have impact every day and, and it's both ways. Yeah. So you brought up something that is near and dear to my heart and it's this, you know, how, how as business owners, primarily that's, that's who I work with, but how we show up has such tremendous impact and it can be, can be really positive. It can be really negative, but it's the, uh, it's just the, what I call the ripple effect. So mm -hmm. if, if I got my, if I got things in order, um, you know, 
the, the business is doing what it's supposed to be. I've got my head up out of the weeds. I'm not, I'm not stuck in the, in the, in the junk and the chaos and the complexity that oftentimes comes with running a business. That's, that's the reality for, for a lot of folks. I spent years there, but if, if I've got my head up out of the weeds, now I can have an impact on those around me, right? I'm, I'm showing up different when I, when I get to the office, when I get to work, when I'm, when I yeah. stop at the grocery store. And more importantly, my team, my employees, my suppliers, you know, my, the professional services that I work with, whoever it is, catch some of that. And then they have a better day. And yeah. then they're showing up and having a better day with their family, with their team. And the, the ripple effect becomes infinite. Yeah, especially if you show them how to do it. Because, I mean, I woke, I woke up this morning. And I'm supposed to go for a walk three times a week with my wife. Uh, and we live in South Florida, so it's nice. We go to the beach. We walk along the pier, you know, do a couple miles. It's, it's very easy. And it's my favorite time because we actually get to talk. It's the only time we, my wife and I really have good conversations about anything. Uh, and we're just on these walks. But uh, this morning, I really wasn't feeling it. I, I mean, it's one of those David Goggins things where – he talks about the difference between motivation and drive. You know, I'm like, I needed a fine motivation and normally I don't, but it's amazing what a little sunlight and a little bit of um, endorphins will do if you just move around a little bit. So before I was going to go on a walk with her, I kind of just went out and looked at the pool and went, okay, I could use a little scrub. So I took this brush and I scrubbed it. So I'm getting some sunlight. I'm, it's really nice. It's breezy. I'm moving. My blood's circulating. I literally did it for two minutes, put the pole away, went back in. I came in a different person than I went out in two minutes. And that's how easy it is to change your state of mind and to just go, okay, here's, I'm not in the state that when I leave here, I'm going to just be sluggish. And I don't know how long that's going to last for, but it's not going to set up a good situation with her. So I went on on my own first and just made sure I came back in and left with her in the right state. And that's what you could do at work. It's what you do before you talk to your kids. If you know you're going to have a problem conversation, go into it in, in the right state of mind, visualize it, have the conversation in your head first. Um, and that's, it's so easy to do. It's, I mean, it's just, I'm a grump by nature. I just am. <laughs> so I've got to become an expert. I drop it and giving myself 50, you know, or just going outside or putting on a Beatles song or eating something, even though I'm not, don't want to eat till seven o'clock and it's four o'clock, you know, grab an apple, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. Comes time. No, but at 54, I didn't, or two, 52 years old. I didn't do that at 26 or at 36. Yeah. It took a while. It's a, we're on a growth journey, right? Well, hopefully we're learning yeah. a little bit as we go. Yeah. So you just described something to me and I won't get that. I'm not going to try and recall the name of it, but essentially you had a feeling and that feeling was blah. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this. And, yeah. and well, the feeling was blah, which usually our feelings then create a thought. And the thought was, I don't want to do this today. I'm, I'm going to be, it's going to be grumpy. And then normally, not normally, but a lot of times the choice would have been to hunker down. You know what? I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay grumpy, do whatever. Instead, you the feeling didn't change. You still felt blah. Um, you, you recognized the thought, I don't want to do this. But then you intentionally changed, right? Right about then, you didn't let that thought. You're like, nope. I'm choosing, I am going to do this. And in order to do it, I'm going to take this action. You stepped outside, you found something to do. And so as I, as I think about that, there, you know, how many times do we go through the day? And even at 52, right? There's a lot of times I do catch it, but there's still a lot of times when I don't catch it. The feeling yeah. 
becomes a thought, becomes an action. And the next thing you know, maybe I've said something to my son that I really didn't mean to say. So, yeah. So thanks for sharing. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a constant battle. You know, I know she was getting ready. I had that moment. But if she would have come out and said, let's go. And I, if I would have said, oh, admit, who knows? But it didn't happen that way. I caught it in time. Right, right. You know? But the good thing about it, when you do go down a road a little too far and you said something you didn't say, it also means a lot when you call them back up after 20 or 30 minutes or an hour or four hours and say, hey, I might not have given you the best response this morning. I wasn't my best self. And uh, I was thinking about it and maybe I should have done it. Uh, you know, maybe I, I, maybe this might've been a better response and that goes a long way too. So it doesn't have to happen right away. That, absolutely. And and what a great point it takes, you know, um, you got to swallow, swallow your pride, dot, put on some humility and do what you know is right. Right. It's supernatural. It's not natural. It's supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us about that because that's the second time you use those specific phrases. Um, t- tell us more about natural versus supernatural. What are you talking about? Jo- Dr. Jeff Spencer is somebody I did a retreat with a few weeks ago in Rhode Island for the Outlier Project, and he has this thing about um, kind of survivor mindset versus a champion's mindset, and it's almost like reactive versus proactive. So, survivors whine and champions win. Survivals figure out excuses and championships find a way to win. And he calls the natural, the survival mindset, a natural mindset. But a champion's mindset is supernatural. So in order to not directly rip off Dr. Jeff Spencer, I got got permission to just kind of go with the natural mindset, which is that survival. It's natural to be negative. It's natural. You hear, you tell yourself 87,000 negative thoughts a day. Uh, but it's supernatural to bury those things and just concentrate on the positive results. Make yourself think positively. It's natural to take a victim mentality of something, somebody cuts you off. But it's supernatural to have a quick response to say, hey, that guy's or gal might be having a bad day. Give him a wave in. No problem. Sorry. My fault even. You know, didn't see you there. That's supernatural. And that's that's a championship result you will win every time with these with these supernatural uh thoughts and reactions but it's not easy that's why they call it supernatural the superhumans are are fake right superman and and all these people they're not real but there are people that are playing on tv every sunday who have supernatural de- uh discipline and, and and activities that take their talent and skill and take it to the next level because they have supernatural dedication and, and commitment. And, uh, once you start doing a little bit of that to yourself, we call it the slight edge advantage in our podcast. Um, you'll get supernatural results. You're going to get results you've never had before just by doing these little things that are, don't come natural, but put them into that proactive thought mindset becomes supernatural. Okay. So that that's helpful. I understand what it is. Um, how do, how do I do it? Like, like, because it sounds simple, but it doesn't mm-hmm. sound easy. It sound, doesn't sound easy, but it, it sounds like a simple thing to grasp. Okay. So it's easy. if Here's I wanted to get, give me the hammer hard. to drive this nail home. Yeah. They're both hard because if you, if you stay in that victim mentality, your life is hard, right? Life is hard. Negativity is hard. Being mad all the time is hard. Being poor is hard. Being fat is hard. Being out of shape is hard. Well, thinking supernatural is hard too. The good thing is the more you do it, the easier it gets. 
And then you have uh, challenges like hiring more people for your company, which is hard because the revenue is so high and you need more people to handle it. That's hard, but you're making more money so you can help people. That's hard. Keeping, you know, all of these responsibilities and, and going out and having two commas in your checking account and, and helping people and your family and your community. That's the good, fun part of that hard work. But if you do the easy hard stuff, that's you're out of shape and you're not good shape and you don't have any money, that kind of hard, you can't help anybody. So you got a choice. They're both hard, but the hard supernatural way, that's the way that you get to help people in your community, your family, yourself, have fun, go on trips, give people big, huge bonuses, give a waitress a $200 tip on a $20 bill. Can't do that when you're poor, fat and, and unhealthy and, 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 and just complaining about everything. That's hard too. But the other hard way of getting yourself to think supernatural, that comes with some great benefits and perks. So I just look at the positive side of the upside of that hard work of thinking that way and, and just denying that negativity. I just don't let it win. And I don't let it not win all the time, but more times than not. Yeah. Yeah. So, we, and I've said this before, probably, yeah, is um, I, I don't normally, I wouldn't normally tell people to interrupt somebody when they're talking to you. Like, it's just not polite. Let them finish. The exception always being the negative voice, the negative you inside. Like, you need to interrupt that gal, that guy, shut mm -hmm. him down immediately. Like, no, we don't, we don't have time for your talk today. We're going a different direction. Yep. That's right. And, or you turn it around and you say, you know, what is that going to get us? What is that going to net? You know, what's the, what's the alternative? What is the solution? I hear all the bad stuff, but I don't hear any follow-up where we, here's how we can make it work. Here's how we can change it. Here's how we can stop it. You know, anybody who works with me or for me or, or, or I've worked for in the past, I've always said, I need to hear all the bad stuff. I really do. When, I have a great story when I worked at Saveology for Benny Abood and, and it was my first time at this big, long director table where only directors were there. And I sat my first time next to the owner, Benny Abood. And there was about 18 people at this long, long boardroom table. And it was all positive, 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 this department, positive, that department, positive, all the positives. I was in this place for a week, so I didn't know any positive. They put me in there because they were failing. So I sat here and told Benny all the negative. And he got up from the table and he wrote everything I told him. He solved for me. Bam, bam, solved on the board, whiteboard. He's a genius. And then next week, same thing, positive, positive, all the way around. Got to me. I was like, here's what's not working, Benny. And I'm like, all right, well, my department shot up and I was leading that whole table within about six weeks. Meanwhile, they just kept, they were afraid to bring anything negative to the table. And meanwhile, yeah. you got the owner of the company here that knows how to solve the greatest mind, the guy who created the vision, and you're afraid to tell him anything negative. So they only talk positive. But there is the right time to talk about positive, right? And here's how this didn't work, and here's why. But I always preface it with here's how I think we should do it, and let's go down that road and do the math, and let's see if that wrong, if that works. But we always solved it that way. So I always say bring up the problems, bring up the negative, but do it with some positive twist. Give me a positive solution. How can we get around it? But don't be afraid of, of, there's a lot of bad stuff out there. It doesn't make you a negative thinker. It makes you a visual <laughs> thinker and you can see reality. But you got to put that positive twist on there or at least come up with a solution that might work. So now we have a dialect, a possibility of dialectic. So dialogue is, as I'm talking, monologue, you and I talking dialogue, you and I coming up with the third truth is dialectic. And that can't happen without positive and negative going back and forth between each other in a healthy yeah. way. So it comes to mind. So I, the, the boardroom example is excellent. I see, I saw that playing out in my head perfectly. 
But when we're when we're alone with our thoughts, you know, when it's just you and your thoughts and the negative come up, I think the 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 question that comes to mind is you hear the thought and you need to just ask yourself, so what? Yeah. Now what? Like what? Yeah. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> well, I, I acknowledge that. Means to you is what we use in sales, which means to you. So with yourself, you'd be like, which means to me. No. What are you going to just keep going on this way? What does that mean? What does that get? What does that net me? You know, I don't know, but they say like, I don't really feel like I have so many negative thoughts. I don't feel like I do. I feel like I'm in a place where I'm very optimistic. I'm a realist. I'm really, I see things very big, but I see things on a really high level. So I don't know. I mean, I'm a real big risk taker. I just don't seem like I, I do a lot of negative self-talk when I'm trying to do something and I, I yell at myself for messing it up or something. But if I'm just still, I really hear positivity in my head. I, I see things in a positive light. I, I look for, for the good things of people and stuff. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's good. I'm just in a good place. I, I don't remember, you know, that transition. Yeah. I think, well, and from what you told us about your earlier story, it hasn't always been this way. And apparently there was a transition. And so, and I think that's the, I think that's at the heart of this, right? There, there is a transition. There is a choice that we all can make. Will it, will it be, does it come natural? I don't think so. Um, but, but with, with intention, but it, but it can feel natural with practice, right? Yeah. So, so the, and, the, and influence. the who's there around influence. here in your life? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's huge. Yep. What are you watching? What do you listen to? I don't listen to bad stuff anymore. I don't listen to the negative stuff anymore. I don't, I'm not hanging around negative people, people doing things that aren't getting me where I want to go. So maybe that's the biggest thing is that my influences are so positive and uplift. Everything I watch is what I watch with a purpose. I watch fun stuff and I watch little comedians talking really bad stuff, but that's its place. And it's coming from a place in my heart that you go, this is pause. This is for, for relaxation and it's not most of what I watch, but most of the things I watch are positive uplifting things or, or trying to figure stuff out or good people stopping bad people, you know, just something. It's always, my influences are very negative. My whole family is very positive uplifting. I'm don't, we don't have that culture at our house. We don't have the culture in our company. Um, yeah. So that's probably a biggest thing. And I've had a lot of success in my last, 10, 10 years, you know, the failures that I've had have been awesome failures since uh, my huge big one, since I dropped everything in 2009. Uh, so has it been nine, 13? It's been a while now. Um, but I've had so much, so many little successes that the failures just, they don't, they just get, they're forgotten. I don't really, I don't know. I, I don't really see any failure as negative anyway. They're, they're always an opportunity to learn. That's the, you know, the premise of part of the premise of the show that we're on is you turn the challenges into triumphs. So you look yeah. for the opportunity. You bring up a good point. Oftentimes we think of, um, we think of our health and what we consume. We think of, it automatically goes to what we're eating, what we're drinking, right? But for, for, for health, really, I think it's much bigger than that. And you just described you're careful about what you consume, about what you let in your eyes, your ears, like, and I think that's such a powerful lesson uh, for for all of us to list, learn again and again. We have choices. We have choices. What we let in, what, what you know, what we're looking at on the internet, what we're listening to on the radio, what we're listening, what podcast we listen to, even. Uh, so, choose 
wisely, my yeah. friend. Yeah, and I've got some go-tos. You know, I don't care what time of the day it is. You can find Dave Ramsey on the air somewhere. <laughs> you know, yeah. He's everywhere. He's on three different satellite stations and Sirius, you know. You can find Dave Ramsey, and that's always a good thing. He's always got someone on his on the air talking about how to uplift your finances, your business. Someone on his on his network, you know. So there's a lot of places you can go as as go-to, you know. Yeah, yeah. But but you have to be intentional about it. Figure figure it out and keep keep those things in your favorites. Yeah. Yeah, David Bet so, Patrick's another great one. I mean, he's always got Joe Rogan has got a lot of good positive with some funny stuff, but there's so much, so many choices out there. You're, you're really, it's really hard to be dumb these days. <laughs> it's so easy to be smarter these days with the choices uh, that we have and for free that you that cost you zero dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up a phone uh, and call a friend, you know, yeah. call a man. <laughs> I was listening to Jim Rohn lately. Uh, and he's talking, you know, we, we think information so available now, but he talks about how many, and this is, of course, Jim Rohn passed away years ago, but he's talking about how just get a library card, like all the, all the education and all the information you could ever want is at your public library. I have a library card right here. Everything right. is right there. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole uh, library in your phone. <laughs> it's hilarious. It, Steve Nudelberg uh, talks about that now. It's crazy how powerful this is. A whole library. He asked people, he said, do you own a library? And they're like, well, you know, I've got about 15 books that I've read. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about New York Metropolitan Library. Do you own one? And they're like, no, that would be expensive. And he goes, yes, you do. You own more than that. You own everything that's ever been invented by man in the history of time right there. In the hands. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All the and, greats. And, and we would say that with a word of caution because it's easy to get stuck in the in the consu- consumption the swipe, vortex. The swiping stuff too. You know, you don't if, if it's a website where you need to swipe, that's the danger, right? If you're looking things up, it's with intention, like you said, to your point. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Hey Jeremy, uh circling back to 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 plenty of coaches. What um if if well, I believe that coaching is powerful and uh, most of us that are seeking to uh, advance in our careers and our life to grow, et cetera, uh, could use a coach of some sort. And you yep. have a platform for a number of different coaches. So tell us a little bit more about plenty of coaches are soon to be coaching done better. They get that right? done better.com. Yeah. That'll coaching be coming up in the next few weeks, maybe even January 1st. I'm trying to get it. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I'm trying to fast track it. Uh, but, and I think I'm going to be successful with that, but, uh, plenty of coaches.com is a web app where the members sign up for free. You become a member. It's not like you log on and you just look, or, or you, you go to the website and look, you got to become a member, but it's for free. And you don't get any emails right now just cause I'm not there yet. But even in the height of my marketing, you probably get one email a week, uh, just letting you know what, what, who's on live. So we're going to talk about that in a second. So the members absolutely free. What they get is they get a resource vault, access to the resource vault. So on any coach that signs up has a resource vault and they put in their PDFs or video. So my book is in there. Uh, a lot of my content on disc is in there. Um, how to become, uh, what's a SWOT analysis is in there. You know, a bunch of dis- different hodgepodge things. Uh, but but coaches in there, they, they're adding every day. They're adding more stuff to their resource vault. And you can see all that. Most of it, actually right now, all of it's for free. In the future, some of it will be 
for sale, but it's all on demand. Bam, bam, bam. So as a member, you get free stuff. I want to learn about something for my business or my life. Like I said, mind, body, or business. Search the resource vault. You probably get a lot from there. But at the same time, there's videos in there. All these coaches are putting videos on there. I have a lot of videos. I have a 33-volume sales video in there for Sales Funnel, which is normally $1,200, and it will be in the future. But right now, it's absolutely free for anyone who just signs up as a member. They can see my 33-video Sales Funnel video uh, series for free. I mean, that's huge. My book is in there. Like I said, a lot of coaches have books. Their books are in there. PDF. Look at it. Download it. Bam. It's, it's yours. Now, the best thing about it, though, is researching or looking for searching for coaches. You can search by reviews, by expertise, by years in the business, by location, however you want. But I would suggest looking at the videos because they all have welcome videos. And how can you tell if you're compatible with somebody? The video gives you a lot of energy, gives you pace, tone, and content. And yes, that's what I'm looking for. I, I feel it. It's like watching a podcast. But we have this thing called live stream. There's not a lot of coaches that are involved in it now, but in the future, I foresee this being a clubhouse type site, but with video. So as a member, they log on, it's free. I see 18 uh, clubhouse, you know, rooms open, read the categories, the subject. I want to learn about sales. I open up Fred's, you know, room. There's 22 people watching Fred talk about coaching on sales. And then he sees somebody typing questions, Samantha, hey, Samantha, why don't you turn your video on? Come on, bam, now him and Samantha are talking. He's solving Samantha's problem live on the air, just like Dave Ramsey does with Collins. But it's video, yeah. video, just like you and I are talking. And the other 22 people in the room can see this. They go, Fred knows what he's talking about. He just helps Sam exactly with what I need help with. So I'm going to go to Fred's profile, look at other videos, look at his books, look at his content, put myself on Fred's schedule. How much would Fred pay for that warm lead in the real world? Okay. It's, in, it's yeah. invaluable. In our world, it's $99 a month for the coach to have all of that. Um, right now, until January, you can't even sign up for $99 a month. I don't even think it's live. It's only $500 for lifetime because I'm raising capital to, to you know, put a lot of really cool stuff on here. I'm trying to raise $100,000. That's 200 coaches, $500 each. Like I said, it's been a month. I've got 18 coaches on there. Um, January is the deadline for that. Don't think I'll get to 200 coaches, but I think there's a tipping point where I may, uh, but I'm pushing hard for that. But, um, I think that this is going to be very valuable for the coaches at $99 a month for the members for nothing a month. I'm going to have lots of upsell stuff for the members, CRMs and podcasts and webinars and certain, uh, sales presentation at webinars, all these stuff that you could pay as you go and stuff. So there's uh, opportunities for me to make money off the members but it's only if they want and it's only, and they're going to get 10 times value because that's what I'm in it for. So at $99 for the coach or for right now, $500 free for lifetime after they pay the 500, they never pay again. Um, and for the member, it's totally free even right now. Sounds like a super powerful and impactful endeavor. The Angie's cool. list cool. of coaching worlds. And I think it's going to be better than that Angie's list for the contractors. I'm excited for it. So, so with that, if somebody wants to learn more about it, contact you personally, engage you for coaching, what's the best way to get into your world, Jeremy? Plentyofcoaches.com. Sign up as a member. Go to my research, uh, my, my, my profile and, and my little schedulers on there and jump on it that way. Or LinkedIn. There's only one to risk. All right, Jeremy, T-O-R-I-S-K. You risk nothing when you work with me. That's my late night FM DJ voice. 
uh, for my last name to risk, but uh, really there's not many tourists to risk out there on, in the social media and I'm all over. Um, the slight edge advantage podcast is everywhere. Uh, the YouTube channels, Jeremy Torres, uh, slight edge advantage or plenty of coaches has a bunch of videos too. a lot of how to videos, you know, how to get five-star reviews, how to post your videos, how to do this, how to do that. Uh, so it's out there a lot of, a lot of content. I got a recording studio, so it'd be really dumb of me not to have a lot of good positive content out there. Yeah, that's very cool. So before I let you go, if you would leave, please leave us with one important or impactful question that we ought to be pondering. Well, I'll tell you, it's uh, somebody asked my son, we're in a BNI networking group together, and somebody asked him, um, what is your motto? And I was pretty proud of Garrett and said, he said, well, my dad always taught me to act at the speed of instruction. Kind of what we talked about at the beginning of this thing is, why do I act so fast? But let's not say, so for me, it's my own instruction, right? Oh, I want to create my own platform. Bam. I go to YouTube. I go to Google. I go to sunbiz.com. I go to um, GoDaddy and I make it happen. That's acting at the speed of instruction. But the same thing happens to, to yourself with, I got to pay an electric bill. I've got to call my friend I haven't talked to in five years. I just thought of calling him. Do it, right? So ask yourself, what have I been asking or hearing or telling myself that I've been putting off? And why have I been putting it off? Just act at the speed of instruction. Outstanding. I love that question. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks you so much for being on. This has been amazing. You know what? Uh, thank you <laughs> very much. I don't know that your, your cameras are, are this, this thing, uh, works well for that but thank you very much the graphics i appreciate your time your energy and for for really being uh, in my orbit down here it's really a pleasure meeting you it's a pleasure on this on this end as well thanks jeremy listeners thank you so much without you we wouldn't be here appreciate you tuning in uh before i turn you loose i want to offer this whatever grand vision you've been given whatever dream god has put on your heart remember you can until next time be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful, and live life strong. Peace to you. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.